At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. The Israeli government says talks are continuing this week to establish a temporary ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. Negotiations are edging closer to an agreement that would suspend the war in Gaza for about two months in exchange for the release of more than 100 hostages still being held by Hamas. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the talks appear to be moving in the right direction. Don't want to sound sanguine here. Uh, There's a lot of work left to be done. We don't have an imminent deal to to speak to. But based on the discussions we've had over the weekend and and in recent days, uh, we feel it's moving in in a good direction. Fighting between Israel and Hamas has been going on for more than three months following the militant's attack in southern Israel. Iran is denying that it had anything to do with a drone attack on a U.S. military base in Jordan that left three U.S. soldiers dead and at least 34 others wounded. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports Iran funds multiple militant groups in the region. In a statement, Iran's mission to the United Nations said it had no connection with the attack on the U.S. base. The statement cited an ongoing conflict between the U.S. and what it calls resistance groups in the region. In Baghdad, the Iraqi government condemned the attack, calling it an escalation that threatens regional stability. The Iraqi statement said it, quote, is closely monitoring with great concern the alarming security developments in the region. Iran has for years funded proxy militia groups in the region, from Hezbollah in Lebanon to the Houthis in Yemen, as well as various groups in Iraq and elsewhere. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. The Pentagon has identified the soldiers who died in the attack. They were all based out of Georgia. As much as 10 percent of all reported hate crime offenses in the U.S. in 2022 took place in schools or colleges. That's according to a new report from the FBI. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports FBI officials say the data may help local law enforcement come up with strategies to combat the problem. The new FBI report looks at data for reported hate crimes in schools between the years 2018 and 2022. It finds that schools, including pre-K through 12, as well as colleges and universities, were the third most common location for a reported hate crime, significantly behind residences and homes, as well as highways, roads, or alleys. Over the five-year period covered by the report, the most common type of reported hate crime bias in schools by far was anti-black, followed by anti-Jewish, and then anti-LGBT. The total number of reported hate crimes in schools rose in 2018 and 2019, then dipped in 2020 when many schools shifted to online learning because of the COVID pandemic. The numbers then rose again in 2021 and 2022. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. This is NPR. The Black Orchestral Network, a collective of black musicians dedicated to fostering inclusion and equity in American symphony orchestras, has declared today a National Day of Solidarity. Jeff London reports the group has written an open letter named Dear American Orchestras, Part 2, building on a previous document. 
Black musicians are woefully underrepresented in American symphonies, and many of those who play in them created the Black Orchestral Network during the pandemic to support each other and to try to bring change to the art form. The new letter outlines 10 steps orchestras can take to become more inclusive. Weston Sprott, one of the network's founders and a trombonist in the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra, said in a statement, quote, Our National Day of Solidarity represents a united front demanding equity and transparency within orchestral ensembles. He adds that the two letters are a blueprint for progress. For NPR News, I'm Jeff London in New York. Kensington Palace says the Princess of Wales has been released from the hospital after undergoing abdominal surgery earlier this month. Kate Middleton is returning home after a two-week stay at a medical facility in London. Doctors say she's making good progress and is expected to make a full recovery. Stocks are trading higher across the board on Wall Street at this hour. The Dow was up 101 points. The Nasdaq Composite up 120. The S&P 500 up 21 points. This is NPR News.